Hello and good morning. Everyone hear me okay? My name is Melise Boyd, and I'm very thankful today to be filling in for Pastor Ben, um, who helped me a great deal in making this easy to prepare uh, the teaching today. And I'm thankful for this time to consider God's word together on this epiphany. Epi meaning shining, meaning upon, and phino meaning shine. So happy epiphany to all of you. So as I said, I'm a rookie. This is my first time speaking here and in this way. And it is definitely me bringing gifts to the manger. I will explain a little bit more about that later. And if you're visiting, please make sure you come back when Pastor Ben is teaching. It will definitely be worth it. (laughs) In Matthew today, we read about the Magi seeking the king in the palace, taking their gifts there. In Timothy, we have encouragement and reminders that God illuminates our path and how faith can be passed on. I can see throughout my life, I have mistakenly gone to the palace many, many times and how God has redirected my path through a shining upon of various scriptures, situations, and encouragements to get me to the manger. Today I'm going to share one example of a recent present season where this has been the case, and how God illuminated a path and redirected me to the true king in the manger. And what I keep finding again and again when I choose the manger. So like it is in our lives, my personal life has been full of messy and challenging times. Early motherhood for me was very challenging, has been challenging. After surviving, I'm just going to read through this, this kind of ridiculous list of early motherhood in Melissa's life, so bear with me. After surviving the campfire with a newborn and, being, um, and recovering from surgery, I found myself couch surfing for several months with a newborn and a dog, moving states two times in one year. Shortly after that, welcoming my second child with complications and huge amounts of surgery, with my daughter in a coma in another city, with very difficult visitation because it was the early pandemic and there were riots going on and there were curfews in place. But I had a very good thing going. Uh, There were a lot of good things going in this time. But one very good thing that matters to this story is I had a great job. There'll be more about this later. Unfortunately, because of the timing in my job, I had no maternity leave. So I was working through all of this. But I had a great job. I was working and recovering from surgery with very little or no child care caring for two kids, under two, under blankets of thick smoke for days on end as the bear fire roared, evacuating electively multiple times, and caring for other family and loved ones, coordinating care for complex medical issues and multiple hospitalizations. So just kind of a ridiculous, messy situation, right? This left me feeling weary, defeated, and desperately asking, and I have some help. How can I help myself? Do I have any gifts? 
Do, do I even have any gifts anymore that I can use to survive? How can I possibly honor God? Is God in all of this mess? So I was looking at the stars like the Magi were looking up at the stars. I knew I had some tenacity, time, problem-solving skills, and presence. And I found what I believed was the very best place to focus and take all of my gifts to. That great job. It was safe, clearly defined place where I could share my gifts, my time, my presence. A palace. It was neat and orderly, people showing up for meetings on time. There was even hired help around. None of the mess and noise and stink of my personal life. I could forget about the two in diapers messes for a moment. In scripture, we saw um, going to Jerusalem, assuming the king would be in the palace. So that should be where we take our gifts, right? Work had become a safe place in escape, a little palace for me. I could focus on the meeting I was running from the NICU waiting room and not on what might happen to my new baby daughter. My spreadsheets and documents were so nice and tidy compared to the total chaos of my personal life. At work, there were no goats, like in the manger, nibbling on my clothes or donkey mess to step in, no smelling animals. Nice and tidy. I could even look forward to the fact that there was going to be a new admin hired to help me with a very, very heavy workload where I desperately needed the help. It was a few months after my new admin and I had began working remotely together. Things were going great in the palace. One day, I was sitting in my garage, nursing my baby, hiding from my toddler, like you do, (laughs) trying to get work done, feeling high and mighty for checking off my neat to-do list, finishing my reports, meeting deliverables in the palace, when I received a message. My new admin had given birth to a baby boy who had passed away only a few short hours later. So amidst my children crying and asking for another snack and another snack and another snack, my phone blowing up and emails piling in and my kids climbing all over me, everything stood still. And I remember the moment very clearly. The little palace I had made was crumbling to the ground. And I knew in that moment when I received that news that something really huge had changed. There was an epiphany. A recognition that I can't run from the brokenness and the messiness, and that my gifts were needed here, in this manger, and that God was shining upon this situation, calling me there to roll up my sleeves and to show up with my finest gifts. In scripture, we saw King Herod had heard the news and was disturbed in all of Jerusalem with him. We see that even the palace has problems. I had forgotten the truth that I knew, that suffering and brokenness is everywhere. And yet, Emmanuel, God is with us. 
So in the mess and challenges at work, God illuminated that the provisions to meet our needs were there. And you know what? In this heartbreak, it was actually my Advent's faith in her suffering that inspired me, not necessarily the other way around. And isn't that like our God? She was an epiphany for me, a shining upon of hope and faith that she clung to in the darkness. She shared with me her wrestling with faith. She shared verses she was clinging to. She gave me a book on suffering. So like in our readings today, looking at the book, where does scripture say the Messiah will be found? In Bethlehem. Reflecting on today's readings, I can see where it was like I got the message that my perspective had just been so wrong in a realization that the true king was in the manger, not a palace, in the mess, not in the perfection. So all of this led to where my gifts were meant to be used. And that our gifts can be anything that we have to offer as needed in the situation. Tenaciously through the exhaustion of early motherhood, the mess of pain and grief, compassion, bearing burdens together, time, presence, being flexible, prayer. My admin proclaimed her faith and truth through everything she was going through. God uses people to give and grow our faith. In our scripture in 2 Timothy, I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that lived first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I am sure lives in you. Somehow, the whole situation brought me to a place of peace with suffering and of courage to lean into the mangers in my life, to see glimpses of the amazing things God is doing to sit with someone struggling with grief, with addiction, with terminal illness, to sit with my own problems, to lean into the hard things I just do not want to deal with, to honor God with the gift of being willing to show up in hard places, to not be afraid because God has a plan and is working all things out. As Tolkien said, in the end, it will have been good that evil was. Because we are called to seek the true king in the manger and bring our gifts there. But surprise, when you get to the manger, guess who's there? The greatest gift ever is actually for us, and it is Christ. Emmanuel, God with us, our Savior, our hope, our Redeemer, our King. So this suffering and discomfort and mess in the manger. We can use our gifts to come alongside people who are suffering and in our own great suffering. We can have peace. The majority of my hiding in the palace was coming from a place of fear of suffering and discomfort with other people's suffering and my own. But now, seeing Christ suffering, seeing Christ with us in our suffering, 
helps me to not fear suffering, to know that I'm not alone in suffering, and there's even purpose in it. In 2 Timothy, we read, For this reason I remind you to rekindle the gift of God that is within you through the laying on of my hands, for God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but rather a spirit of power and of love and of self-discipline. This epiphany has been that my gifts are God's provision in messy, challenging places, wherever they may be, and that often how and where we use our gifts is what proclaims the story of God's provision that passes on faith to others. As Second Timothy says, Do not be ashamed, then, of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner, but join me in suffering for the gospel, relying on the power of God who saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace. This grace has given to us in Christ Jesus, was given to us in Christ Jesus before the ages began. It has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Similar to my epiphany example, the Magi were filled with joy at the star showing them where Jesus truly is. I received a huge, resounding call to bring my gifts to the messy manger of a situation and that God, the King, was there too. In the mess and the pain of it all, and that I had the honor and invitation to come and serve and bring my gifts to this manger to come along and offer any gifts I could muster for support. And it was a joy. That sure, my gifts at work are great, but my gifts brought to the true king, to the manger, just, wow. It's heartbreakingly beautiful to me that our God is so good to be with us in the suffering, in the manger. The Magi go home by another way, not back to the palace. Life has changed, and I'm going by another way. I'm asking now, where do I take my gifts? Should I take them over there? What gift makes sense in this situation? I used to be very focused on, what are my gifts? I'm not sure I could really even tell you now what they are in particular, but that seems much less important to me compared to the question, where am I needed? Where is the manger? Is the offering of gift that I have fit for a king, for the kingdom? Am I willing to go to the manger, the messy, uncomfortable places? Like maybe the mangery, uncomfortable feeling of getting up here to speak today? I told you I would get to that later. So speaking today is an example of a gift in the manger. And not so palacey, comfortable feeling to get in front of folks and talk for everyone. But when Pastor Ben called me two days after I was praying for him and his family, being so thankful we have such an awesome pastor, and offered to God, let me know if there's any way I can help. (laughs) And then two days later, Pastor Ben called and asked if I would do this. I thought, 
I said, okay. It was not exactly how I had wanted to help. But that is not what I had prayed. And this was the help that was needed. And as we've talked, as we've covered today, I'm learning to get comfortable with the discomfort of bringing my gifts to the manger. So here we are. And I'm glad I did. Because just like in the manger, I brought my gifts here. But surprise, the manger was full of gifts for me. This process brought a renewing of my mind, a reminder to be mindful of any palace-seeking, and a reason to pause and share and celebrate that God is with us in it all. And I'm very thankful to be in fellowship with you all and worshiping our God together today. So I have an invitation for you to bring your gift to the manger, the messy, challenging places. I even have a few ideas from things I've witnessed others do. Connect with someone new. Reconnect with an old acquaintance. Lovingly encourage a new parent. Read a story to a child. Drive someone to an appointment. Accept a ride to an appointment. Help a friend clean up a mess. I invite you to ask yourself, is this the palace or the manger? What gifts can I take? So let's all roll up our sleeves and not fear taking our gifts through the hay. For it is there we receive the greatest gift of all, Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. Amen. And I don't know if you knew this. If you teach, I think this is... You get to pick the song after. So I get to invite you to sing a hymn that I chose. It's one of my all-time favorites. And it came to mind um, because I like it. And it reminds me of wrestling with who God is and that idea of wrestling with the palace versus the manger. So you stand if you're able. (laughs) 